Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing, episode 16, online advertising with Daniel Rouse. So here we are in the, in the, what's the name of this cafe, Daniel? This is the Red Deli Cafe in Brighton. The Red Deli Cafe in Brighton, guys. Brighton, UK. Come to the Red Deli Cafe in Brighton. This is the place to record a podcast. Great cafe as well. Great coffee. Daniel, this morning we're talking about online advertising. And when we think of online, well, when I think of online advertising, I'm, I immediately think of just as someone's website. But what's the, what's the true definition of online advertising as far as you're concerned? Um, online advertising at the most basic level is when we're talking about something like banner ads. So you've got some sort of creative on a website that's used to generate click-throughs or sales to, to somewhere else on the web. Um, if you think about places like MSN and Lycos and all the other portals, they're, they're covered in banner ads. Now, people's perception quite often is that they aren't very effective. People just ignore them, don't click on them. The reality is they do work, but it very much depends on the creative of the ad, um, where it's placed, and a lot of other factors as well. So they do work. They are used thoroughly throughout the web, but at the bottom line is they're not easy to make them work. Okay, so these are the banner ads that we all see sort of scattered around websites. You get long, thin ones at the top yeah. and tall, thin ones down the side, etc. And when you click on them, you usually go to another web, person's web page and... That's absolutely it. The key thing, there's, there's become several standard sizes now. So what we call banners are just the standard ones and on the top. You've got skyscrapers that go up the side of websites. Um, the large square ones that actually appear in the middle of the page are becoming more and more popular now. The popularity is generally based on how many clicks they actually get and... You know, how much of the space on the page they take up. Advertisers obviously like to take up more space as possible. Mm-hmm. What's changed it an awful lot is Google's really entered the market. Um, if you go to Google, and on the right-hand side of Google, we have all the Google ads that yeah. we're all quite aware of now. So obviously if you've been listening to the podcast, that is. If not, go back and listen to the, uh, the podcast on pay-per-click advertising. That'll tell you all about it. Yeah. But what happens now, Google now gives those ads that it, it shows on its own website all over other websites as well. So you can have a website and you can opt in to have Google ads appear on your site. They're also doing ads now that are graphically based rather than just text. Yeah. So they're very, very much kind of at the centre of this, driving a lot of it forward now because it's changed how things are being paid for. Quite often an agency would come to you and sell you online advertising and they would charge you at something called CPM, which is cost per thousand. And all that means is somebody, you know, your advert's going to be seen a thousand times fundamentally. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get any clicks. It doesn't mean it's going to generate any business. It just means it's going to be seen a thousand times. So advertisers would look at that and say, okay, is it being seen by the right people? How effective is the ad? Google's changed that by selling it in a CPA, which is cost per acquisition. So what we're talking about then is people actually clicking on the ad and doing something. So that's really changed it because people then can see what happens when somebody clicks on their ad. 
quite often still, if you buy on advertising, you're going to be paying by CPM. So you are going to be paying by views. So you need to make sure the advert's working in the right way. And the well, two things there, Dan. First of all, are there statistics? I mean, how, how effective are these things? And secondly, how does one use this service? Sure, okay. On average, um, it's been getting harder and harder, but banner advertising generates about a 2% click-through when done well. If it's not done particularly well, the average is about 0.25%. So it's a low percentage of people that are actually clicking on that. Yeah. But saying that, if you've got 10 million people looking at a website every month, mm -hmm. that 0.25% is still a reasonable amount. Yeah. So it can work but it's the sheer volume of numbers a lot of the time that generates the kind of revenues. What you need to look at is with a Google model, you're paying per click, therefore you know how much you're generating. And we go back to all the things we talked about before about return on investment, um, about working how much a click costs you, and then looking how much a sale's worth to you and just taking it from that side of things. Right, okay. Okay. So how does one actually use the service? Okay, well there's two different things we can talk about here. If we're talking about actual just banner ads, putting them anywhere, generally, an agency that's trying to sell you will actually do the creative for you as well quite often. Mm -hmm. Or you can find an outside agency to do that. So you come up with some sort of sales pitch. The graphics are created. The two types of ads. You have a static ad, which is just a static, a static banner yeah. that could rotate. There might be various different versions. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, it doesn't interact that much. Mm -hmm. Then you've got something called rich media, which is just a flashy advertising way of just saying animated or interactive. Right. Rich media ads tend to be four times more successful than static ads. So it's definitely worth trying to try out the rich media versions. The problem is the production cost can be very, very high. Yeah, sure. So it's, um, it's definitely becoming more effective. The problem is now when you have a rich media ad, it's very, very animated. Um, you'll find that they take a lot longer to download. Um, the production costs are very high. So it's becoming a balance between the two things. Yeah. Plus, just because advertising is clever doesn't mean people are going to buy your product. Quite often we watch a TV app, we think it's really funny. Yeah. It doesn't really relate us to that brand, we don't want to go and buy the product, we just think the advertising is clever. Well I often watch TV ads and I don't know what it's advertising, I just enjoy the ad. Yeah, and I think that's a lot with banner ads as well. Banner ads now are really interactive, flashy graphics, mm. streaming movies, all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if it's not selling you the product, then it's not really achieving what it needs to achieve. Mm. Okay? So, that, so that's, that's one side of it, that's the, kind of the banner ad generation. The other side is the Google side. And you've got two options with this, you might be an advertiser, or you might want to sell advertising space. Right. So if you've got a website that generates lots of traffic, you can sign up to the Google AdSense program. Mm -hmm. um, you just need a Google account, you go and sign up, and you can have Google ads on your pages, um, and you can generate income from when people click on those ads. Relatively straightforward, Google will look at your page, work out what it's about, and it will send the right ads. Yeah. The risk of that, as we've seen in several websites, is that the ads have got nothing to do with the content of the pages, or they're very, very badly misplaced. One of the risks is competition, because on my website, yep. as you can all see, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to www.summitsolutions.co.uk, some of those ads are for podcasting services. Yeah, my, my, uh, my friend's website was um, attracting lots of traffic on uh, drug rehabilitation and that kind of thing, and I'm not really sure that was good for business, because it didn't look the best placement. So, yeah, there, there's lots of risks with it. You've got to get it right. We can you control that, Daniel? There are, there are things you can control. You can't control it completely. The, the Google algorithms will pitch what ads you get. You can opt in and out of different areas and various different kind of areas that the adverts will go into, yeah. but you're limited to how much control you have. Um, there are other individual programs as well that you can sign up for um, that do similar things, but you can choose your ads. Um, and it's worth just having a good look out there. One website I've always been quite impressed with is stevepavlina.com. Yeah, I like Steve Pavlina. Yeah, and he does, does very, I mean, he generates his income from selling advertising on his website. But he's done it well, and he's picked out a few advertisers that work well with him, built it up gradually, 
Uh, and he's shown how you can, you can generate revenue from a website. So I definitely recommend going to the website, having a look at his website and just looking at He's got some good case studies on there of what he's done advertising-wise. But yeah, no, it can definitely work. I mean, we're, we're currently dealing with lots of newspapers that are shifting from selling normal print advertising to doing more online advertising. So it's a, it's a big shift in the media and even the companies that are lagging behind the times are starting to catch up with it. Now. So it's definitely worth considering, not always the easiest route to market because you have to get it perfectly right, but it can work well. There's a few factors that need to be considered, okay, and these are the real key things. People will sell you different banners and say different size banners will work differently. Yeah. They will, but the two key things that make all the difference are the creative itself, so how good is the ad, much like anything else, how simple is the message, how good is the call to action, and then also placement. It needs to be relevant, like the Google ads. The Google ads won't work if they're not relevant to what the page is about. Okay. So you need to put your advertising on a page that is relevant to what the page is about as well. Right. The more focused that is and the more niche that is, the more likely the advertising is to work. Sure. If you're reading an article on rollerblading and you see an advert for rollerblades, you're quite interested in starting it up, then you're possibly going to buy something. If you see an advert for horse riding, it's not really going to do the same thing. Sure. So it just, it's quite simple. All the normal rules of advertising apply, but it's just you've just got to apply it in a slightly different way. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about an imaginary scenario. Let's say that there's people out there. They, they they've got a product or service that they sell, and they want to start advertising on the internet. What what would the steps be? First thing is like anything else. It's about pitching the product, working out who your target audience should be. So you've got your product. What market are you going to sell it into? Um, who do you want to sell it to? Then you've got to work out where those people are actually looking at the web. Okay, so, so what they're typing into Google? Yeah, completely. What they're searching on in the first place and what websites they read on a regular basis. Now, we've mentioned NicheBot before, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. With NicheBot, you can actually go in, put some keywords in, and you can see what other keywords people are searching on and associated kind of terms. Yeah, so NicheBot allows you to work out what people are searching for. So if, say if you, I don't know, say you sell signet rings, you can type in signet rings or signet rings... Brighton, if you're in Brighton, into, into the, it's actually nichebotclassic.com now, isn't it? Yeah, they changed it because I think it was getting a bit over, overly used and spammed. It was getting a bit overloaded, wasn't it? Yeah, completely. It had slowed down to a crawl. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really useful tool and it's a free tool as well, so it's definitely worth it. So that will show you what to optimise for on your pages. So how do the banner ads work, work with this and who do you go to to get your banner ads out? Well, there's two things. I mean, if you're trying to sell a product, then you want to literally find the websites that people are ending up on when they search on these terms. So literally, yep. you put that term into Google, wherever it is, you go to the websites at the top of the list and you see if they've got the right audience. Mm -hmm. Normally, if they've got advertising people, they'll tell you who's using their website, how often they're using it, um, how many page impressions, unique users, um, people are getting. The most interesting thing you should want to know about is unique users. Uh -huh. How many individuals are using that website? When you've decided it's the right website for you, there's normally two ways to go about it. You either work with an online system, so you go in, you put your details in, you can place your ad automatically, mm -hmm. or you have to go through an advertising agency or the company's own salespeople. Right. So that's just placing your ads on a standard website. Yeah. The other thing would be you could do the same thing in Google. You could go into Google, what kind of words do you want your ads to appear for, and you could actually go the pay-per-click route and just sure. start doing it that yeah. way. So there's a few different routes you could go. So to. the first method he talked about was actually finding some sites that are already there that are popular. That maybe not you don't compete with, but they're very close to what you do and they wouldn't mind having your, band, yeah. your ads on. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting the right target audience. The other option is actually to create your own website that's focused on a particular topic, provide content that attracts the right audience, and then put your own advertising on there. That can quite often be a more effective way of doing things. Yeah. With all of this, we've got to decide which angle we're coming at. Are we trying to sell advertising yeah. or are we trying to sell a product? Yeah. And that's very much obviously going to depend on what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this, 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 this scenario was kind of like selling your own product, but let's, let's just switch it now. Let's say mm. you've got a website which is very, very popular, and you think, hmm, I could sell some advertising space on here. What would the approach be? What would the step by step approach be there? 
the key thing is, okay, if you've got, already got the website that's generating the traffic, then you should have an awareness of who your focused audience are. You can then go to something as simple as Google, sign up for a program, have ads on your website. You just put a little bit of code on the site that Google gives you automatically. And you then, when people click on the ad, Google gets a bit of cash, you get a bit of cash. The other option, which a lot of people doing are making kind of good incomes from, is they're looking for a niche area of, you know, something people are interested in. And then they will generate a website focused in on that content. So they'll write articles, they'll do podcasts, they'll do a whole kind of host of things. Yeah. That generates traffic. Yeah. They get it high in the search engines by doing all the things we talked about in the previous podcast. Yeah. And because that site's then getting traffic, there's a value to that. You can then put Google Ads on and again, sell those ads, generate revenue from it. I always, when you're talking about this kind of thing, that what I mentioned a moment, the stevepavlina.com yeah. website is a brilliant example of it. It's got very focused content, very well-written content, yeah. regularly updated. The ads are well-placed but not too obtrusive. And it generates a very good income for Steve, as yeah. far as I can tell from what he's reading, what he said. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely definitely a, a site to look at for some good examples of how to do it. Now, if, you've got, if, you're, if you're making your own Anna, a banner, banner ads, yes. you've got to be careful about what the landing page. So when someone clicks on yeah. that banner ad what would the characteristics of the banner page be sorry the, the landing page be where they land the mistake most people make is they have a banner ad that goes straight through to the front page of their website the problem with that is that the messaging in the actual ad is probably very simple here's the offering click on it come and do something okay people come through they come to the front page of the website they're automatically bombarded with information there's lots of different things going on a landing page should be as focused as possible on the content of the ad and have one call to action you're trying to get people to do one thing I think I've seen this style. It's very simple, very big writing and very simple instructions, like click here or put your email address in here or something, yes. or call now. Or yeah, I mean, quite often you've got to remember as well that when people are looking at an ad, they're not generally at the point of buying. Mm. So you might just want to capture an email address. You want them to register their interest. There's lots of different steps you might want them to take before they're actually going to buy. And remember, once you've got their email address and they've opted in and they're happy to receive emails from you, you've got a whole new different route to go down to start marketing to them oh, again. Yeah. We did, in fact, we did an episode on email marketing. I we, think we should do an advanced email marketing yeah. one. I think we probably will because what you realise as well is if you can get people to sign up for a newsletter, mm. you can then sell advertising in the newsletter. Mm. So you can again then say, oh, yeah. okay, here's a, a, a newsletter we send out once a month on a particular topic and there's six spaces for ads. We mm. can sell that on in exactly the same kind of way we talked about but it's another way you can generate revenue. What's well, a power, isn't it? Once you've got an email list, you can, you can advertise anything, really. As long as you maintain a relationship with, the, um, with your, I was going to say disciples, but that's a bit biblical, isn't it? <laughs> your, your follow, your, the people on your email list is probably a better way of saying it. Um, but I heard a wonderful analogy recently. Somebody said having, a, having an email list is very much like a farmer having a field. And the bigger your list, the bigger your field is. And every so often you can harvest your field. I mean, that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars or pounds. It is. I think the thing is, we've got to remember that. So we always call it permission marketing when it comes to email and it should actually be called trust marketing because at the end of the day you don't want to take up you want to ruin that trust at the end of the day and you should remember every time you send an email it's got to be relevant it's got to be focused and you need to make sure you're not upsetting the people that have signed up and have trusted you to yeah. give you the email address in the first place so I think you're right we will do another another podcast on that very soon now just just going back to quite generic again on the whole subject of um, online advertising a lot of people are saying it's getting harder. Why is this and what can we do about it? Okay, the reason it's getting harder is people are getting used to surfing websites and they're becoming more and more aware of how people lay websites out. So the advertising is now appearing in very standard places. This is why ads called interstitials. Now, interstitials are the things that pop up over the top of the screen, fly about, make noises and annoy the hell out of you. They are very annoying. Yeah, they are. And um, advertising agencies will generally tell you they get very high click-through rates. Mm. Now... 
I tend to think that's been a bit superficially um, heightened by the fact that when you try and close them, you quite often click on the wrong bit and launch the ad up anyway. So it doesn't actually prove anything. So I was trying to follow one across my screen yesterday. I was trying to click the cross, and it was moving across the screen. It's been like a game, actually. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, I think that's the thing. They're not, they're not, they're not working as advertising. They're, the creative's quite effective sometimes, but <laughs> they're not great. I mean, as people become more aware of advertising on the web, they're able to tune it out. Like the TV or radio, um, you're very aware of what's an ad and what's not. So you tend to tune out after a while. And for that reason, click-through rates are getting lower and lower. So in order to break that cycle, there's a few things you can do. The key things, though, are have a good offering, have good creative, and place it on the right website. Mm. If you follow those simple rules, generally it works. Yeah. Um, so keep it simple, keep it focused, and online advertising can work for you. Daniel Rouse, thank you so much. Recording live from the Red Deli Cafe in Brighton, UK. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great time, folks. Internet marketing was brought to you by summitsolutions.co.uk.